It's time for another Movie Mastery episode. I am your host, John, and over there, also your host, Jeff. Yeah, I'm over here, you know, in relation to John. Way over there. I'm in another I can't house. smell his stink. <laughs> oh, no, you can. You're in my room. <laughs> oh, oh, it permeates. Yeah, you could be any part of the place you want, but you're still going to smell my stink. <laughs> and uh, today we are doing a uh, special movie that was sent to us by John Godwin. Yeah. Also sent a nice little onesie for the future of Jeff Baby. Yeah, the wee baby. The wee baby incoming. My daughter, whose name has yet to be announced. Uh, but, but thank you very much for this movie and for the onesie. We totally randomly rolled this. This isn't just a gift we're doing because you sent me a cute baby outfit. Yes, this wasn't obviously demanded by Jeff because he was too lazy to roll. I'm not too lazy to roll. I'm, I'm so no, goddamn this, this lazy. This isn't laziness. This is payola let's let's talk about how there's a difference you've been bribed that is correct yes uh so the movie is guardians which is a russian movie that is usually hailed as a knockoff avengers though i find it to be more of a knockoff fantastic four i think personally pretty fair assessment yeah it's very much a fantastic four style movie with the avengers style like assembly scenes yeah it's it's much more like if you did a fantastic four with the sensibilities of avengers yeah i'd say that and then also some russia and then very russia yeah well actually not as much russia as i was expecting (laughs) if the government in this movie is not a factor well, the government is the military, so yeah. yes, it I mean, is. It's, a fact it's very Russia. But it's not like you ever see a scene where they, you know, you don't see the back of Putin's head, you know, in that one, like they always do in movies from the 80s and 90s or TV shows where it's like the back of the president's head and the frame of the Oval Office window, and they're like, yes, okay, ready the missiles. May God help us. Yeah, because it doesn't matter, because <laughs> whoever's in charge, it's just the military. The military's doing everything. That's fair enough. I can see that. I mean, if they had to, if they cut to Putin and he was like, all right, ready the missiles, and then load them onto my shoulders and i'll straight up horseback ride them into the problem myself yeah no if they wanted to include that that would involve way more problems than i think the makers of guardians were willing to get into (laughs) pretty true and this is a joint russia china movie venture in terms of who made this thing it was made using the russia film fund but also turbo films which is a big chinese uh, film company was heavily involved yeah well they were also the distributors of the film yeah so they're the ones getting it out there yeah the ones pushing this thing onto dvd right here in the u.s where it loads immediately with with uh with a terrible dub instead of just some subtitles i would have much rather watched this in russian yeah i i think i'd probably you know i say i probably would have preferred that but i don't know because man this dub was real good as far as how bad it was yeah it was it was amusingly terrible a lot of it was like listening to just computer generated voice speak well there were especially for certain characters it was like oh this is what we have to have them say and we've got this full dialogue out there but they can only say it when the character's mouth is moving so they'll like stop mid-sentence and then the character will start moving their mouth again and they'll just pick right up it gives you the impression that russian grammar is very different and syntax and sentence structure are very different than than english which is true and, and so the characters do a lot of like and of course dr rubidoff started a program to launch a missile and the missile was called the module one <laughs> yeah it's it's a lot of weird start stop 
nonsense for some characters because I, I I don't know what they were saying in the actual Russian, but they will just like get something out there and then kind of pause and then start a different sa- sentence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's interesting that they at least managed to differentiate between the characters in terms of like the voice actors a little bit. Like I can identify who's talking with my eyes closed, but not much. No, I mean, thankfully you don't have too many characters to worry about in this. No, it's like there's ten people in Russia. Yeah, there's and, and there's some, some people in the background but they don't get to speak so yeah it's fine. well there's one scene where a bunch of them are talking at once which is right at the beginning of the movie where there's a whole bunch of people identifying things that might be superheroes <laughs> and it's just a whole bunch there's like two they got a, a man and a lady and, and they just have them read everything yeah it's like just switches from one woman to another with the same voice yep <laughs> they're like look you are our background voices it does not matter who it is yeah so uh guardians is the tale of four superheroes and they're kind of half black widow half nick fury kind of government liaison who uh, is going to walk them through the process of defeating an evil scientist who has uh, I mean, it's it's your basic superhero story. So yeah. you've got superheroes v supervillains. Yeah, uh, supervillain supervillains are just professors in this. Apparently, no nah, man, he's got superpowers. Well, he's got superpowers too, but also he's a professor. And then there's a good guy professor. So there's a doctor, and he is Doom. No, there's a doctor in this movie. He's a bear man. No, what I'm saying is, who cares if they're a professor? That's a standard villain trope. Oh no, that's fine. It's it's amusing to me though when the hero po- or the good professor pops up halfway through the movie. And they're like, hey, uh, you're a professor. Can you help us stop his science? Yes. Can you also help us heal our injured rock elemental guy? Indeed, I can. Okay, what else can you do? Oh, whatever. Any science thing. That's what professor means. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... (laughs) That is a standard comic book thing where you're like, what are you? I am a scientist. What does that mean? I do science. I do any science in any way. Have you thought of a science I could do? I'll do that. Yeah. So uh, what do we want to talk about before before we uh, cut into the spoiler territory here? Well, did you hear about this at all before we had watched it? Because I had actually heard about Guardians Oh, I knew it beforehand. existed. I knew that there was a movie out there with a terrible CGI bear person, and uh, I didn't know any of the other characters in it, but I knew about the bear guy with the minigun. I gotta say, I was super excited before we started this because I had heard about it, Mm -hmm. I had seen some clips, and I was like, that doesn't look awful. Like, for... Uh, normally when you get a, like, knockoff movie, you get the American version of it where you get, like, Transmorphers yeah, yeah. and shit like that, where it just looks god-awful bad. Well, this isn't, a, this isn't a knockoff. Like, the point of Guardians isn't that, you know, your grandparents accidentally buy it for you because they think it's Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it's just trying to start a franchise of Avengers size in Russia. Yes. Uh, it, and ultimately, it flopped at that terribly. Like, Russians hated this thing, which is understandable <laughs> I- because it is slow low and cheap and there's you know it's it's about 90 minutes long and about 60 minutes of that is content Uh, yeah that's fair yeah so uh i mean i knew it existed i i admittedly was actually kind of looking forward to seeing it just because i love superhero content and i like seeing what everyone else is doing with it yeah so so i knew about it all right well you know what let's just uh let's get to the music we'll get into our actual full review in a moment when we come back for guardian are back it's time to get into the nitty-gritty of guardians 
The Guardians themselves are uh, weird Russian experiments that we find out at the very beginning. Like, the opening is Dr. I forget his name, Zukov. Kabatov? Kabanov? Carbonaric? Let's just call him Baneoff because he's basically a Bane. He's like half Electro, half Bane. Yeah, he's Electro Bane. Electro Bane is. Dr. Electro Bane. uh, A Russian scientist that was like, oh, I want to be part of this super soldier program. And then there was another scientist, as it turned out, Dr. Like Rubidenovov or something like that, who uh, who was a better scientist. Yeah, like, he was better at sciencing, and and so Doctor- the weird thing to me though is they they keep going like, oh, this guy failed in his one experiment to make a thing that can control electronics remotely, but this other doctor was great. But all of the superheroes, like the Guardians, we have were experiments from the asshole doctor. Yeah, they're all electrically was bad. Yeah, they keep calling him bad, but he's amazing. Yeah, and he's he created whole- four superheroes and himself. And his whole thing is he just wants to be acknowledged yeah he's, he's like, like dude i want everyone to know that i'm a genius yeah and it's like okay well you can control machines with your mind uh you have electrical powers you're a huge muscle dude because of a chemical reaction you you did on yourself you made four superheroes and uh all kinds of other things you got going on for you i feel you have like a fucking clone army yeah, you have a whole army of clone to use i feel like uh i feel like you made it buddy i'm pretty sure if you asked anyone they'd be like yeah that that would take some smarts yeah i'd, I'd walk over to his giant tower of evil with like a megaphone and be like you are a genius good job please cool it (laughs) cool it with the helicopters already (laughs) oh man cut it out (laughs) i'd I'd say to him i'd I'd say to him i'd say so knock off the horse play (laughs) we get the opening which is your standard like newspaper and like video report stuff where it just keeps talking about what was going on yeah it's basically saying that the cold war was happening and they do that by showing a lot of american military so you see like f8s and b-52s and snippets of of, uh kennedy talking yeah and so the whole like super soldier program was a cold war thing that then got shut down and then when it got shut down all of the well the four of the people that actually managed to get superpowers from this weird professor guy like they had their memories wiped or something because they're all off living their own weird lives they they just went into solitude only one of them doesn't remember anything yeah and and she doesn't remember anything from prior to 1978 which gives us our sense of when these people were frozen now let's make it clear they have superpowers but a, a core superpower that is shared among all of them is that they stopped aging when they became superheroes yeah all of them have super slow aging apparently uh-huh so they're they still look basically the same as they did in the 70s yeah so they're not even important yet because before we even can start talking about them we watch this this movie reel of uh, how scary america was in the late 70s and then we cut to a military russian dude talking to a bunch of other russian military dudes and explaining all that stuff about the evil scientist we were just talking about and he goes for oh gosh seven minutes just <laughs> the thing you must understand about Dr. Kumanov is that Dr. Kumanov is a madman. He is a genius, but we will not acknowledge him as a genius publicly. Of course, he developed the four superheroes of the Guardian Project. The Guardian Project, of course, now of which... Well, it's the Patriot Project. They just get called That's right, Guardians. Called the Patriot Project, which has been discontinued. Now, in, <laughs> in, in, in in 1980, we started the process of eliminating the information of the Patriot Project, which... And it just goes on like this for forever. Oh, the beginning of this movie is straight up interminable because yeah. it's one guy talking and just expositioning as hard as he possibly it's, can. It's a terrible dub, so the dude is completely flat. Like, I have a hard time being that flat on purpose. 
Oh yeah, the the specifically that guy's actor in the dub was like, yes, as you can see here, he was a scientist and he had these people in a Patriot project. This is what he is You're, talking about. Even you you accidentally put in too much energy, John. I think it's okay. We'll we'll get a robot to replace you. <laughs> Robo. So so then he basically is telling all this story to a blonde lady, um, and I forget her specific name. Uh, well, it's it's a bunch of Russian stuff. You will excuse us if we can't remember like Zanakov or whatever someone's well, name Well, I can remember all the main characters' names because they get superhero uh, well, names. Yeah, I can remember like Lur. So, oh yeah, well yeah, you got Lur, Khan, Ksenia, and Arsus. And Arsus, both of whom are, are mispronounced in the dub. It's supposed to be Xenia and Ursus. Yes. Uh, I don't know why you would change that in the dub. The whole time we were watching this, the guy who's, spoiler alert, a bear man, uh, has the name Arsus in the dub and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why wouldn't you call him like Ursus or Ursine or something yeah. that means bear? Ursus major that kind of thing well it turns out they did and the dub people just read it wrong <laughs> the dub people were just like man so anyway he tells this severe blonde lady uh who kind of looks like the severe blonde lady from the police academy movies uh, all about this and then he's like all right it is your job to find the guardians who are still surviving and recruit them for the project of reenacting patriot for the purpose of defeating dr electrobane <laughs> oh dr electrobane and then she sits down with him and she's like okay i have one one question for you. Do you think any of these people are still alive? Indeed I do. Do you have any other questions? No. May I go? No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just walks into the middle of a big room full of super science and she's like, all right, minions, find superheroes in Russia. Guys, I need you to go through Google and find me superheroes. And specifically, she's like in the in the uh, domains of the former, the former USSR because these people are actually pretty spread out. So yeah. right away, these guys just start rattling off locations where there's potentially superheroes and they settle in on going to Army Armenia first. And in Armenia, where a waterfall of rocks occurred and a man stepped into and out of them in front of some villagers. Yeah, there was a rock man and there was a waterfall of rocks. Yeah, so they went there and uh, then we get to watch. John, what's that prayer called? Uh, it is the Apostles' Creed and it is all of it done slowly. I said, so <laughs> this guy very slowly re uh, just recites all of the Apollo Creed. Yeah, he's just sitting there like, yeah. hey, I'm going to beat Rocky. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat Rocky. My kid's going to be famous. <laughs> That's it. I'm That's get, the Apollo Creed. I'm going to get beat to death by a big Russian. <laughs> so, so he recites all of the Apostles' Creed, and then he stands up and goes outside. And sure enough, there is uh, our Black Widow lady. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to look her name up right now. I have no idea what her actual name is, but she is the liaison. Yeah, we and call she's the like, liaison. hey, hey, you're you're Lernick. <laughs> you're Lur. Yeah, Lur Lurdak. Lernick. She, Lernick. She's like, you're Lernick. Well, in the movie though, the dub makes it sound like she says, "You're learned. <laughs> you're learned, aren't you?" And, and he's, he's like, like well, "Oh, I, I mean, right? I." I I've studied. I am a monk. <laughs> but like he his response to someone showing up and using his name is to make a ton of rocks rise up into the air and get like real threatening and then he just drops them and turns around i'm like uh do you do that every time like if you're trying to stay incognito you'd think you would turn around and be like oh no i'm merely a humble monk i'm a humble indeed monk uh my name isn't lear learned it's uh I don't steamed hams steamed hams <laughs> yes <laughs> And and you call yourself steamed hams, despite the fact that you are obviously learned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, uh, 
one thing I should. Would you excuse me? Of course. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we've been memeing way too hard over here. A little too much steamed hams. Uh, so basically, she's like, "Hey, what if I told you you could get revenge on the guy who made you a super awesome living forever rock superhero?" And he's like, "No, he's dead. No, he's alive. I knew it. I'll help you." <laughs> I love that. I love that he immediately is like, "Nah, anyone I could get revenge on is dead." Oh, what about the guy who tortured you? He's alive. Sweet. I knew he was alive. <laughs> what? So so he agrees to go and help, and then we have to jump off to see our second superhero. So we go f- all the way from Armenia to Kazakhstan, where our next guy is waiting, and his co- his code name is Khan, and the reason is he's Asian. Oh, yeah. You see, the first guy's code name is Lur, because that's Armenian for mountain. Whereas the second guy's name is Khan, because that's Asian. <laughs> so... So yeah, he's like uh, he's probably from like the the steppes, like that. He's he might be a a Kazakh a Kazakh Mongol, which is a, which is a thing. Yeah. Uh, but but his his power set is essentially I have weird, stupid swords. Yeah, he has a big circle on his back that turns into two way too big of stupid curvy swords. And his power is unclear whether it's super speed or teleportation. I like to think it's super speed because he leaves trails. Yeah, I I want to think that it is super speed but we don't really get any indication one way or the other. Well, they can't afford to do that that camera stuff like they do with Quicksilver in the in the X-Men movie. Well, I mean, you can just leave the trail behind as he zips. They do. They leave a trail of black smoke that goes all the way between one place and the other, so it's a little different than another X-Men movie character who does teleport when they did the assault on the White House scene with Nightcrawler. Yeah. Uh so so we, I'm pretty sure he's doing super speed, but the way it works is anywhere he's standing, he stands there doing a dramatic, cool, like, he looks like Strider Hear You pose, and then he teleports to a spot where he's already in a cool sword move, and he kills a guy, and then he t- does it again a bunch of times. The weird thing is, when they go to get Lur, they just send this one lady, and she's like, hi, hey, uh, I- I'm here to recruit you so you can get revenge on this dude that tortured you and gave you superpowers. Okay, great. When they go after Khan, they send, like, an entire convoy of trucks and dudes with machines guns after him and I'm like what the fuck did you think was gonna happen also he's standing in full battle armor in the middle of an endless plane yeah they're like oh you know how we need to approach this super fast deadly assassin guy let's roll up on him weapons drawn what's he doing out there (laughs) meditating he's hundreds of miles from anything well of course that's the best place to meditate I guess he got out there because he's super fast yeah so he just zipped out into the middle of nowhere and hung out maybe he does it all the time but but yeah so they go off to get him and I don't know why they even brought all these trucks but it's it's just so they could show off what he does yeah I couldn't even put together that those were part of the good guy battalion because he kills like 15 people oh he kills everyone there and the only once he's done Lur steps out and he's like hey man you uh you done killing all these fools yeah you want to come with me and get some revenge on the dude who uh built it made us superheroes and he's like yes I do want to do that yeah that would be great but it would be very hard so who else is helping yeah uh, which was weird to me because I don't know that they knew that the professor turned into Electro Bane yet. Yeah, he's yeah. We have to go kill a ninety-year-old man. Are you in? <laughs> and he'd be like, "Oh no, that will be difficult." Why? I assume he, he's up to speed on world information. Like he's really fast, so you know he probably gets all the good newspapers. That's it. Yeah. He gets all the good news. He's probably as well educated as as let's say Barry Allen, who is the Flash. <laughs> let's say the problem is we never get that scene where it's like, "Hey, we need something," and then he like disappears and comes back and he's like. No. Hey, I got it. No, his super speed is only for doing sword moves. Yes. We never see him do anything with super speed other than sword moves. 
And the other reason I think it was teleportation is when he actually ends up getting shot at one point with a trank dart is he just gets shot with it and he's like, huh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, surprised that he got hit. Like, with teleportation, it was, oh, I didn't teleport out of the way in time. But with super speed, you'd think he'd see it coming and go, let me just, let me just get out of the way. Uh, yeah, the thing is, the Flash has famously and consistently been tripped by people a number of times in stupid situations. Well, yeah, the but way, that's the Flash. The way you take out the Flash is to stick your leg out like a goddamn cartoon character. <laughs> or just drop marbles on the ground. And he'll, he'll be like, oh, marbles, my one weakness. Oh, also ice and being tripped by legs. <laughs> also ice and legs. <laughs> Man, we've already got a Captain Cold and a Trickster for those. Where's Where's Legsman? Oh, it's uh, Stiltman. <laughs> that's it's, Marvel. Yeah, it's, oh, well, yeah, he, he crosses over from time to time. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Marvel's like, nah, it's cool, it's you co- can have Stiltman. If there was anyone... <laughs> Where Marvel's gonna be like, yeah, fine, take him. It'd be Stiltman. Let's let's be clear. That, that's, <laughs> let's that's, all be very honest. That's right for now. sure. Uh, well, who is Legman in the uh, <laughs> in the DC universe? I'm racking my brain right now for villains who where's, have like. Where's legs aplenty showing up? <laughs> I'm just I, I'm racking my brain for DC villains because I'm just looking through the whole Justice League in my mind for one whose power is either being stretchy or just big. I mean, I guess it's probably Giganta, maybe. Yeah, but that's not really legs. Anyway, so they the two of them are together. Then we get cut to a forest where some soldiers are going, and they get into a cabin and then get thrown out of a cabin because uh, oh, there's the, a bear man. Yeah, the cabin is full of science gear because he is scientist bear man. Well, yeah, he is your standard Hulk where it's oh I'm I'm a super brainy dude but oh i'm big now yeah so he has a hilarious transformation sequence where he grows some fur out of his back and then his like shoulders get real wide and then next thing you know he's got a bear for a head yep he's get his transformation is really neat to start with just for like i have a bear head and i'm kind of hairy and big now and like i've got some claws okay that's fine sure but uh they show the same transformation sequence three times in this movie for him turning into a bear yep and then later we learn that his his power his his, his actual power secret superpower which is to turn the rest of himself into a bear <laughs> my power is to be a bear i was kind of hoping his his final revealed power would be to turn the bottom half into a, a bear and the top half back into the guy <laughs> yeah that's his superpower is now his the top of his shoulders and head are human and the rest of him is a bear oh, he's not even a centaur no he doesn't even have the human arms he's just a bear body with shoulders and a head poking out the front uh-huh and he still has to run around on all fours and his human head's just like oh, oh, oh. Well, bears can get up on two legs <laughs> he's just tottering around on two legs <laughs> bear <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's also as intelligent as a bear in those situations. Yeah, his mind didn't change. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's walking around with a human head just going, I'm a bear! <laughs> Delicious forest, honey. <laughs> what I need is picnic baskets. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't get to be a yogi. He's a boo-boo. <laughs> he's, he's no yogi, sir. I don't know, yogi. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, anyway, he throws the guards who go in to find him out of his building, like right through the walls and ceiling, and then Lur comes out, and he's like, I am Lur, ruler of the planet Omicron, Percy I-8. I'm sorry, I needed to do that once. Yeah, you had to get that out of your system. <laughs> it's in my system real good. But again, it's one of those things where I'm like, why? Just why send Lur in there. Why did you send fucking soldiers to get wrecked by a dude? Yeah, you, you just killed so many of your own guys for no reason. Well, I mean, that is Russia. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Let's we, send a if, wave of dudes If first. there's one thing we have <laughs> it's waves of dudes gentlemen come on, quit quit squatting near cigarettes and come over here i have a mission for you <laughs> 
Uh, there you go. That's as mean about Russians as I'm going to get. Good. Thanks. <laughs> so, our, so anyway, you know, Lur comes out. And he's like, he's like, I am Lur, and uh, you're going to come with us. And he's like, okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because in the bear form, he can't talk. Because let's face it, the CGI bear can do about two things. Yeah. It can, it can go. Rah! Yeah. And it can push dudes up, which it does several times. And it can unsling a minigun, huh. which is fun to watch. But it can't talk. Like, no. that's, that's the limit of, of CGI that we're going to get to here. No, he has to turn back into a regular dude. Yeah. Which he does. He turns back into a regular dude. He's like, fine, I'll come with you. Yeah. And then we cut to the Moscow Circus. (laughs) Where... A lady is diving into water where she becomes invisible. Oh, and, and by the way, the bear's name is Ursus. We might as well say that. We yeah. already did, but Meh. so yeah, lady dives into water, and it's hard to tell because she's in water, but she turns invisible or turns into water. It's hard One to say. One or the other. It looks like she turns into water because she's definitely not invisible. She's definitely a fluid thing. Like well, that. I mean, we can see her. Yeah. Well, she turns into like that Darkwing Duck villain. Yeah. You know, Aqua Dog or whatever his name was. <laughs> Octo Doggy. It's it's Oc- it's Octo Doggy. <laughs> An Octo Daddy. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, we're gonna stop that scientist. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah. So she she gets out of the water and then she like becomes visible again. Well, she, and that's a, bunch her of, big trick. a bunch of flower petals fall on her, and then then she becomes visible, and the flower petals have made clothes for her, which is weird because she dove into the water in a dress. Yeah. I guess the dress was water soluble. Yeah, it was. It was definitely made out of you know water soluble materials. It was like a tissue paper dress. But we know she can turn her clothes invisible because she does it all the time. Which is funny because she does it a lot in the scene before they give her a suit of armor that they make a big deal about how it can turn invisible. Yeah, the guy specifically is like, "Oh, and here's your new outfit. You'll be able to turn it invisible when you turn invisible." And then, but the very before ne- that, she had been like, "Oh, I'm walking around in like an outfit, and now I'm fully invisible." And th- this is great because here's the here's the storyline of her invisible. She turns invisible with her clothes, then she's given a suit of armor, which she is told is specially made to turn invisible when she turns invisible. Then she is told that she has had her powers expanded and she can turn anything she's touching invisible. Yep. So she could turn out a suit of armor invisible anyway. She could turn anything invisible. Uh, the, so she, for some reason, oh yeah, it's not because, uh, she's being an asshole. It's because she doesn't remember. Yeah. Because in this one, instead of sending soldiers like they did to everyone else, they send in the three guys, the three guys, but they show up one by one because each one of them is standing dramatically in a random dark corner of the room. Yeah. It's uh, because they know how the fight's going to go. Yeah. So like Lur shows up well, and it's, it's the Asian dude first. It's Khan first. Because he gets in a fight with Khan, and then Lur's like, hey, I taught you to do that move. No, man. Khan is like, no, I taught you to do that move, yeah, and they you both, taught her. Both those things happen, but they happen in the following order. Khan shows up, and they fight. Lur shows up, and they fight. Khan makes fun of Lur, and then it turns out that Ursus has spent the- or Arsus, excuse me, has spent this entire five-minute sequence sitting in a chair that faces a wall on the far end of the room. Yes, that was my favorite bit, is when, like, he stands up from a chair that is just facing nothing. It's just, yeah, it's like it's a cell phone game chair. Like, He's just over there being like, uh-huh, okay, I gotta raise my pigs. Uh-huh, great, okay, uh, uh, damn it. No, I do not want to invite Facebook friends to play this game. No, I do not wish to purchase a farm tractor for 99 cents. God, how do they, oh, jeez. Anyway, I should probably get involved in the whole, you know, anyway, fight with hey a Anyway, hey guys, I'm also here. Yeah, so he stands up and turns around, and there's hints throughout this movie that the two of them had a relationship which she has forgotten. Yes. And that he is fine with her having forgotten. He does not try to remind her. No, he's not like, oh, it's real sad that you forgot that we were all together together and doing stuff 
Can I talk about how much I appreciate that, though? That this dude has full memory that he has a, he had a relationship with this girl at some point, but due to some unforeseen amnesia, she's forgotten, and she does not try to, or he doesn't try to fucking overboard her. No. He is like, huh, all right, well, I guess we'll see if you remember anything. Because like, he does not try to push the issue. That's usually the grossest thing you can do in a movie. He's like, I have amnesia. Great. You used to bone me. Hey, get your clothes off. <laughs> hey, you and me, we would bone down. We should do that. Yeah. That'll probably help you remember. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's said that my dick contains all your lost knowledge since 1978. <laughs> it's weird that my dick says that, but that is, it is famous. For that. <laughs> but I do have superpowers, and one of them is that my dick talks. <laughs> It's true. Shut up, you. (laughs) Okay, back I go. (laughs) All right. So, you know, eventually after they all do their cool martial arts fight moves, she's like, fine, I'll go with you. I don't care. I it's really weird to me that none of them had anything they were like oh this is my stipulation like okay I'll go with you but I want X or I want to be able to make sure Z happens it's all just yeah all right I think it's because they're all highly patriotic that's well, yeah, basically the part thing of is, Project Patriot yeah there's like a scientist who who who's like threatening Russia and they're like yeah we'll help like her whole answer when they're like will you be willing to help us even though you don't remember anything about any of this and she's like if it'll help sure yeah great. Okay. I'm down. What? Whatever. Let's what get... else was I going to do? Well, Perform in the circus? Let's get to it. And then they have the they have to ask her what her superpowers are because they weren't especially clear earlier. <laughs> I love this specifically for how it pertains to the next scene. Yeah. They so, ask her, "What are your abilities?" And you know, everyone else gets described because they're like, "Oh, this guy controls rocks. This guy can move fast and do kung fu. This guy turns into a bear man. What do you do?" Oh, I can be invisible in water, mm-hmm. and I can. Control my body temperature. Heat and cold mean nothing to me. Yeah, I I can control what my body temperature is. Okay. That's weird. Can you, like, turn so hot that you, like, burn people with a touch or whatever? Oh, no, we're not going to ask any further questions. Oh, goodness, no. no. no, We're we're set. In in fact, that will mean literally nothing, because in the following scene, they're going to, like, break into one of evil Electro Bane's bases. Yes. And... It's raining, which is great, because she's like, oh, good, I'm wet now, so I can be invisible. But so what, it's any amount of water, if she's yeah, touching it. Yeah, it's just, it. if I'm wet, I can be invisible, apparently. Yeah. Which, wet with water, though, you purse. Well, you Jeez, come on. There was John already lined up with it. Wink! <laughs> <laughs> but the the scene then has the soldiers detect her on infrared, and I was like, nice! She can control her body temperature. That means she can be like, oh, I'll control it so you can't see me on infrared. Nope. They just see her, and the way they capture her is by freezing the water around her. Yeah, they shoot pipes full of super coolant, which freeze her in place. And again, I was like, oh, you you just said cold and heat don't bother you. You can adjust your body temperature. You're going to be able to get out of this trap. And then she's defeated immediately by body temperature and cold. Yep. her the, Of the powers she just said, it's I can be invisible and I don't care about heat or cold because of my regulation. I looked her up on Wikipedia to see what her power set was. And it was like, oh, she can turn into a fluid being who can flow under walls and stuff. And I was like, oh, that wasn't in the movie. Yeah, that, that was never shown. And she can control water and move it around. That wasn't in the movie. Nope. I mean, maybe she can turn into a water being, because when she gets frozen, she doesn't get turned into a frozen lady. She gets turned into a frozen ice statue of a lady. Yeah, she, she still looks 
see-through. Yeah, so I am very unclear on what she can do exactly. Yeah, that was one of the worst things in this movie for me was them going like, here's your power. You immediately forget that you have it. Yeah, well, I mean, let's. it happens a couple times in this film because also remember how guy who has rock telekinesis later has a very specific different power instead. Yeah. So Yeah, because Laura's whole power is rock telekinesis. Yeah, he can. Uh, and in this scene, while she gets captured that way, lures off covering himself in rocks for a bodysuit and he throws rocks at people. And generally, I'm going to go ahead and say he's my favorite of the power sets. Yeah, he has good powers. It's cool to watch him fling rocks at dudes and so on. Uh, eventually, though, Dr. Electrobane shows up. Turns out Electrobane is just immune to rocks. Well, yeah, because he's, he's like, I throw a rock at you. I'm invulnerable. I make a rock shield. I punch through your rock shield. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because we haven't really described what he looks like yet. He is not an old man professor. He is... He's Bane. He's Bane with a big rubber muscle suit. And I mean comics Bane. He doesn't have a, a dumb, like, mask. Well, he's still almost movie Bane. Oh, no, he doesn't have a movie. You're right. No mask at all. So he can't, he can't even be the Jeep Swenson Bane from Batman Forever. No. Uh, oh, sorry, Batman and Robin. Uh... Sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I apologize. I, sorry. I'm sorry. I mixed up the two terrible Joel Schumacher Batman movies. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. That's that's on me. I'm I'm John's gonna watch as I as I uh, punish myself for that later by yeah. watching them. <laughs> by watching them. I'm gonna watch them again. Uh but he's he's, he's a, a huge, like plasticky looking muscle dude. He's got a baby face stuck in the middle of way too big of a head. He kind of just looks like if Bane was a Dick Tracy villain. Uh he's got all of these tubes and wires and everything going all over him which is where a lot of that bane aspect comes from yep yep but he also is wearing like power glove mm -hmm. and he, he has, loves power glove he is yeah well power glove is so bad <laughs> and that's i i guess he's a tech slash experiment hero because Villain. his his uh well i mean you use the same shit so he uh he has super strength and invulnerability from the weird explosion in his lab but his electro powers that let him control any like vehicle or computer or anything like that is just a device he is wearing so he invented a device to control stuff and then wears it over his weird super body yeah just imagine a big gross muscly like if michael chiklis's thing suit was just flesh instead of rocks <laughs> uh we you're basically about halfway there then just add a bunch of harnesses and wires coming in and out of him and a big pair of camo pants a big ba dick tracy baby face face two power gloves and I, I think we're we're roughly there. Most of the time, he doesn't talk on screen because he looks <laughs> fucking ridiculous when he talks. The the weird thing for me is they never did the the anti Bane maneuver where you cut his wires. Like I figured at some point, instead of trying to hit him, they'd be like, "Oh, let's just take out the machine he's wearing." Yeah. Well, granted, he is a ridiculous powerhouse in combat, and when they defeat him at the end of this, it's just by shooting the building he's on. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty smart play for the for the heroes. But uh, okay, so so he is he defeats Lur easily by just punching through all of Lur's shenanigans. <laughs> Fucking... And then uh, he banes him. Yeah, he straight banes him. He picks him up and, like, breaks his back over his knee and uh, just leaves him there. Yeah. And then... Uh, but the, the other guys get beat by... Uh, fast guy. Uh, he gets tranked. Con gets tranquilizer darted. Yeah, and then Ursus gets a big net shot at him, and it just it just locks him up. And he yeah, Ursus is covered in a net that is apparently stronger than he is. Well, it's contracting net. It contracts rapidly over him, even so. It's even small in him when he turns back into a human to try to escape. Yeah, but I'm saying 
it's strong enough that he can't just be like, I am a bear, Flex. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, I mean, he's only as strong as a bear. I don't think he's, like, a Hulk. He's just a bear. Well, Maybe he's got the strength of a bear that has the strength of two bears, but I feel like that's probably where the limit is. I don't know. I don't know where his strength level lies. We don't ever see him do anything super strong other than throw dudes around. Oh, I mean, he throws dudes around. He punches through some stuff. He, he, He definitely has super strength. Yeah. I just don't know to what level we're at. Maybe Spider-Man? Well, Spider-Man's pretty strong. Yeah, I know. I I remember reading in the old Marvel books that Spider-Man could, like, pick up a gas station. (laughs) And I was like, well, okay, I don't know how you'd get that on a flat plane where it wouldn't fall apart when you tried to pick it up. But, sure, whatever, he can pick up a whole gas station. He never does that. And also, he does get caught in nets all the fucking time. That's what, like, Venom's webs are, basically. Well, Venom doesn't catch him in webs. He just catches him and, like, catches him. He catches him in some Venom webs sometime. Yeah, well... You know. Yeah, he does. And he pulls them off. Yeah, and also he gets caught in other people's webs, like the clone of (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, like Ben Riley. And the intricate web that is the machinations of Gwen Stacy. (laughs) Or in in these (laughs) crazy illusionary webs of Mysterio. Yeah. Or the web of, of uh, difficult and, and unpleasant employee-employer relationships that are always fostered underneath J. Jonah Jameson. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So he uh, is caught, everyone's caught, and Lure is just left with his baned back while he takes the other three to his weird... Science room. Science room where he throws them in a room with a... Uh, magnetic like, force field. Yeah, a magnetic force field, which is odd. I, I don't know if that covers the whole thing because you think as a bear man he could like punch the floor or something but nah. again whatever maybe he could hibernate until such time as he has a chance to escape <laughs> that's it that's his superpower <laughs> all right guys i'm going to sleep <laughs> wake me up when it's time to fuck shit up maybe if they just spit on the lady enough she could turn invisible from being wet and then then the uh, villain would come in and be like where's the lady and we'd be like, they'd be like we don't know oh you, she left you, you better, that was one of her superpowers yeah. you didn't know you better open up this gate thing so you can come in here and look for her yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, they, they get caught in there and he comes out and is like, you should join me. Come on guys. Be on the bad guy team. And they're like, no, nah, we're good. And he's like, well, I don't even need you because I already built a whole army of clones and he just walks off. Yeah. I I don't know why he kept them around. Like, I guess because they're dangerous and he's already got them in a magnetic force field. But he was like, oh, I'm going to keep these guys instead of just like murdering them. Well, he doesn't murder anyone. Even in the scene where he confronts like his biggest ultimate villain, that other scientist, he just knocks him unconscious. Well, that one I understand because it wasn't like, oh, this is my villain is this other professor. He was like, I just wanted to be recognized like you were. Like, I feel like he respects the other professor. Ah, that that seems reasonable. You you were always, you know, ahead of me, but it's because you're brilliant and I want to show people I'm brilliant yeah all right fair enough he's not as i mean he kills a ton of people let's let's be clear let's let's be honest yeah he kills a bunch of people i think do we completely skip over the start of this movie where there's like three spider droids that blow up a bunch of tanks yeah there's that happens there there are spider droids there's super secret russian experimental droids that he takes over and they stop mattering ever again well they're still in the movie they just aren't important no they just don't matter because they're quite easy to destroy for the mighty guardians (laughs) it's just what do you have uh three weird things that shoot okay so okay the nick fury black widow lady shows up and rescues lur uh takes him back puts him in a bed and then the other scientist shows up and he's like hello i am scientist man i will do scientist things i came here from scientist land so 
I have a scientist plan. He, uh, <laughs> do you know my friend, Scientist Dan? <laughs> uh, he basically is like, yeah, of course I can cure Lur. So we get a montage of Lur screaming, lying in bed, and being injected with blue ooze. Yeah, that blues. Then, then the villain starts his vile plan, which is to use a bunch of helicopters to and a bomb to pull a giant tower over and then escape with it. Yeah, he's like, this is mine now. <laughs> I took this tower. My big plan was to use a bunch of tanks and clones of myself and helicopters to steal a building. But it's it's like a giant radio tower, yes. essentially. So he steals that. But because his entire army is off stealing a tower, uh, Black Widow Lady is, has time to go in and rescue the rest of the heroes from that magnetic force field, which she just shoots. Yeah. Um, and then they get out, and then we get one of those cue giving everyone their new equipment scenes as she goes Because the-, the professor is there, and he's like, yeah. I have ways to make everybody really rad. Yeah, so we get new cool armor for everyone. So we got to go through the process of what everyone gets instead. <laughs> we can't... We don't need to talk about Ksenia anymore because we've already seen her Inviso suit. Yeah, that's... Which, by the way, is controlled by her neck muscles? Well, that was the thing, is her big improvement in the tech was that she is now able to turn invisible without being wet. Like, that was the big improvement she got is, hey, you know that stupid limitation you have? It's gone. Don't worry about it. I would have preferred it if it was just that the suit was wet. (laughs) Look, we we have a perpetually wet suit on you. (laughs) You are just going to be forever moist. Your your outfit that we've given you is just a wet t-shirt. I find this problematic for a variety. Yeah, 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 don't worry yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we're rushing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the, God, my favorite one is Lurs, so I feel like we should do him last. Okay, sure. So, okay. Uh, although in the movie, the last one they do is Ursus, the bear man. Uh, what they've given him is a backpack with a battery pack and a minigun on it. Uh, in the description, it says that it's a it's a self-guiding minigun that automatically points at whatever Ursus is mad at. Yeah. Wherever your aggression is pointed, the gun will shoot towards that. And, and they, he, he tests it out by, like, grabbing a dude by the throat, and the gun, like, turns on and moves towards him. Yes. But then once he puts it on, it's just a minigun he can carry around. It just folds over and goes into his hands, and he has a minigun. Yeah, he he is actually carrying around and pointing it at people. Yeah. Instead of it, like, popping over his shoulder and tracking things. Now, it does work once he goes full bear. Then he just turns into, like, a tank that is a bear. Like, you're running around on all fours with a minigun just flailing wildly around on top of him, killing random clones of the evil professor. Yeah, which, uh, it's a clone army, but we never actually see any of them. Oh, no, faces. all of them have to wear, like, Tusken Raider masks. Yeah, they and they are in full Tusken Raider outfit. Like, they got the scarves around them and everything. A it bunch of great. bunch of holes, like, tubes going to their face in random spots. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's creepy. Khan gets just an outfit. It, they're like, hey, what's this? Oh, it's uh, bulletproof yeah, and it was, dart proof. They said they notably said it's it's invulnerable to blade strikes, uh, bullets, and tranquilizer darts. They you said, dummy! As, as if they're just being insulting. <laughs> you super fast guy who got hit by a tranquilizer dart not five days ago. You dimwit. <laughs> but you they absolute moron. They do tell him specifically to look at the spine because it has a grapple launcher in it. Good, great. That's what you want your grapple to be attached to, your spine. But when he does use the grapple launcher in the movie, it fires out of one of his arms. 
It's so dumb. In case you were curious about that. Well, he does shoot it out of his back as well. Yeah, that's true. It does it does come out of his back when he needs it to. Also, later, he just throws his big bladey things, and apparently that was connected to his grapple launcher. His grapple launcher is just connected to whatever he wants it to be connected to, yeah, so just, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then, fine, we get to Lur, and <laughs> oh my god, Lur's... The description of Lur's outfit... I, I love the fact that it starts with the, <laughs> the liaison lady being like, the reason you've lost the last fight is you didn't have access to rocks and i was like no it isn't no he, he had, had a shitload of rocks he had a lot of rocks and then she's like the solution to that problem is that we put rocks all over your suit <laughs> so he was normally in like a weird monk outfit with a big circular emblem on it and now he's got like rock suspenders and a rock belt yeah he's wearing an outfit with rock suspenders and a rock belt and then as if that wasn't funny enough because that that to me at that point i was set i was sold i was like, <laughs> I was like good oh yeah even the, your, your problem was that you didn't have any rocks so we glued a bunch of rocks to you this is advanced thinking <laughs> this is technology and i thought they were gonna go oh we've actually improved the rocks like last time you lost not so much because you didn't have access to rocks but because the rocks you were using were shitty rocks and he could punch right through them yeah these are super tough super durable rocks and these are meteorite stone and obsidian edged blades and stuff like that made of rocks yeah we we got the hardest most compact rocks available and you know he won't be able to punch through these yeah uh but but instead they just decided to turn all of his rocks into an electro whip yeah they give him a whip made of rocks that's connected by electromagnetic energy that holds the rocks together that he has to swing around like it's a real whip yeah when he starts using it he's like oh i I fucked up and like hit myself with the whip i go it's made of rocks man control it like you control rocks you don't even need to hold on to this thing just have the whip fly around and hit stuff but no it's a whip he has to carry he can also flip it into a circle like a shield yeah but he'll flip it so that the whip does a spiral and then in between the spirals the electricity is like an electro shield yeah so that's cool and all but here's the weird thing we never see him control rocks again yeah as soon as he gets his electro whip he's like that's my power now i'm electro whip man i i'll stop using rocks anymore yeah like what (laughs) why you had a rad power set yeah and you traded it in for a weapon you had ranged weapons and armor and stuff because you could could just control rocks you broke the ground under people you did all kinds of cool rock things now you just wave a whip around yeah it was such a destruction of what the character's power set was everyone else was like oh you do this thing and we gave you something to add on to what you do or make it better and his was hey you do this thing how about you don't do that and instead do this yeah it was so weird anyway they uh they take all of their newfound ridiculous toys and they're gonna go assault the tower that uh professor nabokov or whatever has set up in the middle of moscow i guess Uh uh-huh why not so there's a big military assault with like mig-29s and it turns out he has a big force field yeah he he has that same magnetic force field but now it it covers the entirety of the top of this building and i don't know why they aren't just shooting the bottom of it whatever don't worry about it (laughs) so our four heroes go on a big assault uh the con is going to be assault by airplane the rest of them are on the ground uh they fight some tanks and blow up the tanks and the guys man this this assault 
is very weird to me. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, uh, Khan's going to jump in from the air and just go on top. Okay, but Why? there's a force field. He can't. Yeah, you're going to wait for him. You, you, you end up with him circling around waiting for the force field to come down. Yeah, because he's just sitting in the plane, and the guy's like, dude, I can't get any closer. There's a force field. When you could have been like, hey, be on the ground because you're a badass ninja man. Just come with us when we go up the tower. You can use your crazy connectable S-blades or whatever to, to fight the dudes on the ground with us. Nah. Nah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> that won't let me use my back grapple. Yeah, so basically three of the heroes make their assault on the on the bottom of the tower. They get in. At this point, uh, Ursus has gone full bear, so he's just a bear with a, with a gun on his back. It was my very favorite thing of that, that transformation where he gets angry, and instead of like the Hulk where, oh, he gets angrier and he gets like stronger or bigger, he gets angrier and just becomes a full bear. He becomes more berry. He is just a full bear. So he turns into a big old Kodiak bear and starts running around gunning dudes down. My favorite part, though, isn't the gun. It's when he takes a paw swipe at, like, a bucket to knock out a nearby guy. Yeah, he's, he's just like, bonk, bonk, <laughs> just hits a dude in the head with a bucket, and he's just like, yeah, you get him, you bear. <laughs> this movie's rated pretty PG, or whatever PG in Russia is. I think it was 12 plus, so uh, it's not like he can bite anyone. No. Like, there's no point where he's gonna, like, swipe a dude in half or we see a bunch bite of anybody. It's funny, because we do see a dude get straight cut in half in this movie, but it's Khan who does it. Well, we see the line where he will eventually be sliced in half, but then it, like, flashes to the outside of the car where the car falls in half. Yeah. It's funny because that's still a good guy. That's still Oh, some- yeah, that was still some agent for the government. Yeah, some government agent who was here to help Project Patriot is sliced in half for his country, and, and no one ever talks about it again. Nope. Whatever. Uh... So, anyway, they assault the tower. There's a funny joke where, where uh, they have to ride an elevator up, and uh, Ursus can't get out of bear form, so he has to go up with the other two as a full-on bear. Yeah, so it's the two of, uh, you a, know, Lur and Xenia get into the yeah. elevator, and then a bear gets in, and you're like, oh, oh, there's no room for you in here. Oh, you you dapper, you uh, mischievous bear. Oh, you. Oh, look at how dumb he is. Look at Sergeant Grumbles. <laughs> Sergeant Grumbles! Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, anyway, they get to the top of the tower. They manage to bring no, they don't. They are the wrong. They're on the wrong building. They have to go across a huge pipe over the middle of nowhere. They're getting sh- oh, remember that scene where they have to go across the pipe and Ksenia yeah. starts her way across and Lur just grabs her so he can go first and it's it, for, for for no reason nothing. essentially. Yeah, it's like oh, there's there's sort of a crossing and she starts trying to go and Lur's like just grabs her, pulls her back and then walks out first and she literally has b- the body language that she has in the scene because it's all done from like above in the air is like what the fuck was that yeah and i thought oh lure's gonna go out first because he's gonna create like a rock, a rock bridge. bridge yeah because it's a shitty little pipe and i'm like oh he's gonna make rocks go along and they're gonna use that because he still has rock powers but the movie has forgotten this he Yo, is electro whip man now yeah he does not have rock powers he has a rock outfit that he turns into an electro whip yeah <laughs> so the three of them have make it halfway across the pipe before they start coming under heavy bullet fire and of course the electro whip is all the power he is using now where he just turns it into a shield. Yeah, so he turns it into a shield, and finally, uh, Khan decides to jump out of the airplane and grapple his way in under the force field, and then he cuts the pipe where all the gunners are in half, and then he shows up with them, and now they're all together. Oh, good. 
Because they have one garage door opener that is the key to getting through that fucking force field. Yeah, so they get to the force field's central core or whatever. By the way, I don't think we've even talked about what, what Evilov's plan actually is here, which is to use an old Cold War satellite that fires a quote-unquote slash laser. Yeah, it's a slash satellite, and it shoots a slash beam. Yeah, which means it can instantly make any two fictional characters super gay for each other. <laughs> yep, that's what it means. <laughs> it means that this satellite's got hair in its face and a top hat. <laughs> There's the other good joke there it is there's the slash <laughs> jokes for you we did it oh man this laser really hates the ninja turtles Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the lesser known slash joke <laughs> oh you got these things have to go in threes <laughs> so he's gonna have this laser thing is coming down to earth but i don't know why because the rest of his plan is this giant antenna he has is going to boost his like electronics controlling signal to all of the satellites which will then like get that across the whole world so he'll control all electronics yes he will personally with his brain control every machine in the world yeah uh which okay that's a good supervillain plan that's i'm a, on board it's a pretty neat power yeah. Sure, okay. I mean, I think controlling every car in the world was the power from the, the lady had in Fast and Furious 8. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was just maximum overdrive. That's true. That must have just been <laughs> Professor Evil half. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, anyway, in order to stop the force field, Ksenia has to grab it and scream a whole bunch. Oh, yeah, she grabs the fucking generator for it and is like, ow, fucking ow, though. I think my favorite part is when she asks, you know, Bear for a head what, what she should do in this situation. And she's like, so this is an exposed fuse for it? <laughs> okay, well, should I, what, what do we need to do in this situation? <laughs> this is, what, what is he saying? Oh, delicious salmon. Uh, sorry, I gotta, I gotta go get some honey. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> That's all it is. What should we do in this situation, Ursus? Fatten up for the winter. <laughs> I like that he's become Batman that is a bear. <laughs> yeah, we need to get we need to get this salmon. I'm the one who rattles the tree to get berries. <laughs> God damn it. So fucking she short circuits it and that lets them all get up to finally the four of them confront Dr. Evil Man Who and just fucking clowns them. <laughs> he just beats the ever loving Christ out of them. And like, at least with some of them, okay, he goes toe to toe with Bear Man. He is stronger than Bear Man. Great. Uh, how bad elect- do you feel if you're Bear Man in that situation? You're like, oh, my one power. Yeah. He's I- better at it. Plus, he's got the electro nonsense. Yeah. But he manages to like, uh, he's got his super electro power so the dude with an electro whip he's like hey man you forgot that you couldn't do rock power so now that all you've got is an electro whip is uh, oh i also do electricity oh well i mean there is one scene in this part where uh xenia or cassinia uses her new ability to turn anything invisible to turn lure invisible so that his whip is coming from nowhere yeah it's the only time he actually gets any sort of hits on him yeah which is sad because Khan, the one guy was like, oh, my power is to be super goddamn fast, and while you are strong and control electronics, I don't need to worry about either of those, but he's like, I run toward you, I flap you away, you just, no, I'm, you aren't a factor in this fight, literally at all. Yeah, he gets knocked down like three times in a row by him just kind of going backhand, low, slow, lazy backhand. I, I will just sort of put my hand where you will be. It's basically what happens every time the Flash fights one of the big villains of the Marvel Universe, like, I have to fight mean- Darkseid, and I'm the Flash of the DC universe yes i do mean yes uh he's like i have to fight dark side dark side's just like and backhand there we go all right moving on 
Yeah, I so, mean, it would have been nice to see him do anything. Well, he does get their effect their escape. Yes, he lets them get out, but Khan does fuck all in yeah. the fight. So he throws a, his grapple up into a passing airplane, and the four of them are pulled away uh, and not torn in half immediately uh, by the force of the airplane going by. Yeah. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and this isn't enough for Dr. Eviloff, who just uses his electricity powers to destroy the airplane as well. Yeah, he's like, uh, this airplane is going to crash. Now, at this point, all, th- all four of them cut their rope from the airplane, land in a river, and... Uh, and, and at that point, you're like, oh, she's got water powers. Is something going to happen? She's going to rescue them from drowning or something. Oh, goodness, no. Oh, she no. does nothing. They all just get out of the water yeah. in the next scene. The only way you could ever tell she was in a river is that the next scene she is sexually wet. <laughs> now, we also get at this point, uh, Dr. Good Guy has been like, hey, uh, turns out that they share a special bond in their superpowers and they can lend each other their power. And when he said that, I thought it meant like... Silver Surfer. Like literally rise. lend you my powers yeah. like... I'm an invisible bear rock elemental. Yeah, like... I'm a super fast bear man who controls rocks and is invisible. I'd be like, well, that's fucking rad. Yeah, it would just be like Rise of the Silver Surfer at the end, where where basically they were like, I know how we have to defeat the villain. Super Let's, Scroll. We'll give all of <laughs> yeah. They turned they turned uh, Bobby or Johnny into the Silver Super Scroll. Yeah, but uh, no, that's uh, not what happens. No, instead they all stand there yelling because I guess it hurts to transfer their power into each other. They just Dragon Ball Z as hard as possible, and they shoot a spirit bomb at the base of the build the uh, building that he's in. Like literally, it is a spirit bomb. Yeah. All of them touch Lur, and Lur has, like, all of this power, and all of them are doing the Dragon Ball Z yell. They're just like, Aah! and Lur has energy that is coalescing in front of him into a ball that he then throws DBZ style into this building, and he spirit bombs the goddamn building. Yeah, and then the Professor Evilov falls to his death. Yeah. He's like, oh, and the CGI of him is He loses his neck entirely while falling. Not because he hits something and loses his neck, but because they forgot to put it in there. He looks like an abode. Bobo. <laughs> I'm sorry, a what? Uh, and a Bobo, the uh, the big-headed pumpkin-y villain from, uh, dra- from uh, Double Dragon Games. Oh, okay. You remember him, right? Like, he's got his own whole game line now. Uh, but, but yeah, a Bobo was that. He, you can't tell if he has a mustache or just a weird mouth. And, and he- <laughs> He just he kind of looks like his head's a pumpkin and he's 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 the first boss you ever fight in every double dragon game ever. There you go. Yeah. So that's what he looks like when he's falling. Is straight up in a bobo. He even looks like the abobo from the movie Double Dragon, which I think is on our list. Oh, it is. And we should watch it at some point if only for the Alyssa Milano butt scene. If only for a bobo. <laughs> and a bobo. Who's Oh god, he's just a farting monster in that movie. I think if we've ever rolled it before, I might have shot it down cuz I've seen it several times. No, we have never rolled it uh. because I don't care if you tried to shoot it down i would tell you to go fuck yourself yeah, that's fair <laughs> enough it's i mean it's got some amazingly over the top robert patrick in it yeah there's it's a movie that i have not seen and i'm amazed with myself that i have not seen it yeah it's fascinating <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll put it there and, and that's it's a study it's bad i mean because it's from the era it's from the era where there were no good video game movies you know this era that we live in right now <laughs> you know any era yeah any era there God, has there been one yet that's okay I, I, maybe the uh the I, silent the, i, I the, liked the first silent hill film and about, the first resident evil yeah film. i was gonna say the ones based on the horror games that go wildly in different directions are fine because those resident evil movies aren't about 
about Resident Evil anymore. Oh, no. By the time he gets to, like, Resident Evil 5 or whatever, it's it's just a weird post-apocalypse movie with a superhero it's in it. It's just Mila Jovovich spinning around with Uzis in each hand. Yeah. It's a weird post-apocalyptic zombie world where there's deserts everywhere and she has superpowers. And you're like, this has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Anyway, they knock over the building and that guy dies. And then we cut to a scene where the four of them are standing with, you know, uh, Black Widow, basically. And she's like, well, now you guys are all going to go back into isolation aren't you yes we are yeah we're, we're gonna go do our own thing again what if we need to find you well if that happens we'll be there oh and then she says one more thing we found other guardians <laughs> credits yay <laughs> like okay great set up the sequel have fun with it and this movie's got a post-credit sequel set up as well yeah where fucking nick fury lady fights some dudes asks who sent you and it's ferrum yeah they say ferrum now keep in mind this movie isn't based on anything there's no guardians comic book that this is derived from or anything like that these are all new characters so ferrum is you know it's the latin word for iron sure so it's probably some kind of villain based on iron or something some kind of iron man it's some kind of iron man or some metal men perhaps perhaps some kind of metal man <laughs> Perhaps some kind of Metal Man versus Mega Man. <laughs> I, uh, which, you know, I did some research on this, and it turns out that a sequel, even though this movie was an absolute bomb in Russia, yeah. uh, it, a sequel has been greenlit in China. Turbo Films is taking over, and the, the uh, sequel is expected to have Chinese Guardians in it, in addition to the original Guardians. That That is interesting. I would actually really like to see them do just a straight-up Chinese version of Guardians, mm -hmm. where it's like, here's our own version, and then just keep doing it. Give me the Guardians of Many Nations, is what well, I'm no, saying. Here's the thing. I like is that those are two of the big communist powers. I yeah. mean, that's what we're getting here. We're getting the communism superhero team. Yeah. Uh, granted, I know people are going to point out that they're not really all that communist, whatever, at this point, but this is based on Cold War characters. These are all characters created during the Cold War, so this is like literally the Cold War of the of, of many countries. Yay. Good. Yeah. That's what I want. So so that's that's just sort of a neat thing that's going to happen someday, but that that stinger sequence is lame. The, the girl, the lady kicks her way out of a van, beats up some thugs, which, you know, her fighting moves are actually rad. Yeah. She's like huh. strangling one dude while lying on his his back yeah. uh it's it's a neat scene but then she's like who sent you ferrum credits who, uh, great great that ferrum literally nothing to anyone okay well all right good good to know good to know you named the bad guy for the second one yeah How much that was the bet? mid credits i was like oh and then the post credits will be ferrum yeah, nope, we'll get to no see who he is. No post-credits, just a mid-credits. Yeah, so how much you want to bet that they drop that entirely when the when the next movie comes around? Because oh, I'm 1,000% certain that Guardians 2 does not give a shit. Yeah, so. And, and, and oh my god, it's going to have an even lower budget, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I cannot wait for that I don't that know, thing. being made by China instead of Russia, it might have a higher budget. It could, it could. I mean, it depends on how Guardians did in other markets. Yeah. Because it was an absolute bomb in Russia. I don't know how it did in China. Eh. So there you go, that's, uh, that's Guardians. We're pretty much done. That is pretty much all of Guardians. It's uh, it's it's time to do our best and worst. Jeff, give me your favorite thing in Guardians. Oh gosh, there's so many wonderful things in this movie to enjoy. Uh, <laughs> Why, it's a smorgasbord of great, fabulous things. Oh, it's definitely when the Bear Man goes full bear, and and. Also, there's a whole subplot for him in this movie where he's like worried that every time he goes bear, he gets a little more bear. Yeah, and, he's and like, there's a point when I turn into a bear that my, my human brain turns off and I just, I'm a bear and I'm worried that at some point I'll go full bear. But, you know, at the end of the movie, he turns back into a regular guy, no problem, and they just never talk about it again. <laughs> yep. There's a, there are a lot of threads that sort of get presented and then never paid it's off. It's weird because that's the exact same thread that I was thinking about from, you know, uh, Thor 3, where, you know, the Hulk's like, hey, sometime, one of these days... 
Banner is saying, I'm going to turn into the Hulk and I won't be able to turn back. And I think it's the next time I turn into the Hulk. And sure enough, he's the Hulk at the end of that movie. Yeah. But do you think we're going to see Banner again or is he done? Do you think it's all Hulk now? Oh, no. Banner will be back. <laughs> you got to get that Ruffalo. Yeah, well, he is Ruffalo. It's Ruffalo doing the mocap. You got to get that Ruffalo, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Ruffalo fan. Don't get me wrong. Anyway, um, so. Full Bear. Full Bear. Full Bear is my favorite thing in this movie. What about you? Uh, I mean, God, I fucking love that Full Bear scene so much. But I'm going to say the other really good scene is Lur getting his full rock armor. Yeah. Because at one point he just gets like rocks on his fists when he's punching dudes, but then he goes full rock armor, but he doesn't have it cover his face, which I was like, that's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have the power to see through rocks. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's then you fine. wouldn't be able to see what the fuck you were doing. But and, and he does cover his face with his hands when he goes crashing into a bunch of guards. Yeah, in his he rock charges armor. dudes with guns, but yeah. he just puts his fists up above his face when he does it. Yeah, it's a cool looking scene. There's a couple of scenes in this movie that are legitimately very well shot. A lot of the con fight scenes are very pretty. Oh yeah, he he does a really good job of posing, which mm-hmm. is mostly what his fight scene is. Yeah, it's all it is because he's already done the sword swing is the thing with him. So it's always just you see him in between charging and swinging his sword, and he he's good at posing. Yeah, the the fight editing for him is very well done. Yeah, whereas the editing for the film itself is very poorly done. That, that is that, yeah, it's very <laughs> accurate. Yeah. So, so worst thing in the film for you then? Uh, I'm gonna say the uh, man. There's so many things wrong with this movie. The villain isn't especially compelling. In fact, he's terrible. Uh, the the whole thing where they drop Lur's awesome powers and replace them with a crappy power is particularly egregious. Uh, but there's all these things where the film is just fucking broken and stupid and has terrible editing and plot holes and stuff. But I'm going to stick to story and say that the dumbest thing in the movie is uh, Ksenia's power set and its explanation thereof. The part where she's like, we get a three minute sequence where she explains that she is immune to heat and cold and then a minute later she's frozen solid. Yeah, after they see her on heat vision. Yeah, that's... Fuck you! What? Why did we watch all that crap then? There's an entire segment where you said this shouldn't work, and then it does. It just it's it, it's literally the first thing that works. Yeah, it's so dumb. So that's gonna be my least favorite. It was just it was uproarious. I was laughing my ass off the whole time while she was a frozen statue. I was so angry because I kept expecting it to be like, oh, she's gonna heat her body temperature up and melt that shit off, or do something, and it or it turns never out she can off. move in an ice form. Yeah, no, never paid off. Yeah. Ever. It was so goddamn annoying. It was. It was real stupid. So what about you? At least I, that's definitely my least favorite as well but i'm i will also throw out the honorable mention to lure immediately losing his rock powers when he gets a whip yeah i think the other one that would be worth mentioning is the first seven or so minutes of that guy just talking Uh, I was mostly okay with that because I was checking my phone. If I was in a movie theater, that would probably be really annoying. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would be. So uh, so there you go. We both had the same least favorite thing, but there's plenty more to go around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to give our rating of the film out of 10, each giving it a zero to five. Jeff, Guardians. Ooh. I, I mean, this movie is critically and universally panned and is shitty, but I wouldn't kick this thing out of bed if I had a hangover. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, a, a lazy Sunday morning, I got a hangover, I'm watching TV, and I got to find something to fall asleep to. This is going to work for me. So I'm actually going to give it a two and a half. Yeah, it, that's, that seems fair. Yeah, it's not, it, it's atrociously slow and, and stupid, but it's... You know, it's inventive. There's new, there's interesting new ideas happening in here. So, it, it, and it, it's laugh worthy. There's a lot of stupid shit that you just find yourself laughing at. So, yeah, a two and a half. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it, I'll also give it a two and a half. It's 
good enough to the point where I was like, I was watching this and wasn't bored. And while I was angry, it was mostly because of things not paying off, not because the film was like offensively bad in some way. Yeah, it's just stupid. It's not. No, it's it's very dumb. Here's... And like, <laughs> I need to mention this because it was my favorite stupid thing that I said after the the movie. Be, the reason I say it's very Fantastic Four is Fantastic Four is very classically the four elements. You have the thing is Earth and fire for Johnny and the human uh, torch gets that. The invisible woman is air and then water for Mr. Fantastic because he flows around. Yeah, because he's flowy. Yeah, sure. And the same thing with this. You've got rock guy who can control rocks. You've got a lady who's invisible in water. You have a guy who moves like air. And in fact, I think his... There's in the Wikipedia page for this movie. I don't know who did it or why. It's written by someone who doesn't speak especially good English. But the second sentence in the description of every single one of the heroes is a one word sentence that says things like Lur, he's the guy from uh, Armenia, Landman, period. And then does the same thing for Water Woman and Airman. And then finally it gets to our, our wonderful Ursus, our bear hero, and his is Wild Man. Wild, you know, the four classic elements earth, air, water and bear <laughs> yeah it's bear that's that's the four elements i mean ultimately i want to be a bear bender is what i want to be ultimately this movie has almost an identical plot to fantastic four two rise of the silver surfer but it's better than that i would say that this movie is short of the incredibles the best fantastic four movie yeah like this movie of any live action movie is the best fantastic four movie yeah that's a perfectly fair analogy or uh, thing to say about it granted it's a guy who can turn it there's no mr fantastic or anything in this but it's a story of four people who used to be a family learning how to work together and use their powers for the for, for the greater good it's arrested development the- <laughs> She had the ability to control... uh, I have the ability to control my own body temperature. She didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never affected by heat or cold. She was. Oh, um, so, and they have to fight an evil scientist who, who, uh, professionally hates them. I mean, it's, it's Fantastic Four. Yeah, it really is. This movie, Guardians is very much the best Fantastic Four we've gotten so far. Yeah, Shrine of the Incredibles, which is the best Fantastic Four movie so far. Yeah, so this is a 5 out of 10. Not, definitely not bad. I mean, it's not good, but it's definitely not bad. It's not as bad as you might have been led to be believed, but don't, don't listen to us too closely here because it is boring and slow and stupid and and has, oh, you're not going to watch it and be like, like, yeah. oh boy, I sure am glad I did this. <laughs> yeah. But you can watch it is what I'm it's saying. It's definitely better than any Hulk Hogan movie we've had to watch. <laughs> That's probably why we're so positive on this thing. Uh, no Terry Bolia in this. So there you go. There is there is Guardians. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back in a couple weeks, of course, with another episode of Movie Mastery. Uh, if you want to suggest something to watch, you can go onto our subreddit. That's r slash system mastery. And we've got our big list down there. Mm. We always pull from that when we're doing it randomly. Oh, yeah. When we do it randomly and Jeff doesn't just decide something to do, like this time, you bribe-having son of a bitch. No. And if you want to send us movies, at, I, don't, I don't know, a 20, and we'll watch whatever you send us, you can go ahead and email us at systemmastery at gmail.com. The only difference between you and me right now is that I thought of this. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and send a, a a gift that only I could use, like a Mama Celeste pizza. <laughs> I'll eat a Mama Celeste pizza. <laughs> the hell you will go if ahead, I get to it first. Go ahead and send a gift that only John could use, like a baby stroller, specifically a Graco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't! I will fucking use that baby stroller. I'll put a dog in that baby stroller, and you can go fuck yourself. 
Uh, and of course, if you want to follow on any of our social media, we are on Twitter or Facebook. Just look for System Mastery there, and you can get all of our dumb shenanigans. And uh, <laughs> if you want to support what we do, for some reason, we are on Patreon.com/slash System Mastery. You can go ahead and give us some money there to support what we do here. Helps us keep going. Uh, and we've got two different levels of bonus content out right now. Give us a dollar, you unlock the bonus content for System Mastery. At the $2 level, you unlock that and the bonus content for our other podcast, Expounded Universe. There's now, eventually, I'm sure we'll get some sort of content for this, but probably not. Oh, man. I don't even know. It would have to be something that's monthly. Yeah, because goddamn, we're doing like 57 shows right now. <laughs> We're doing this show between three other shows. I feel like fucking Scott Ackerman at this point. I'm just on everything. <laughs> oh, except we don't have TV shows and we, we aren't rich and I'm, and I'm begging for baby equipment on the podcast. I, I feel like Scott Ackerman, except I'm not good at this. <laughs> actually, I, don't, I believe I've read before that Scotty Ackerman isn't rich either because he's rolling so much of it back into actually just making the shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, but good for him. He's really made it work. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, I'm, I'm accepting bribes in the form of baby equipment on a show that about 800 people listen to. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you want to go ahead and send us some money so we can keep doing this that's great but we will keep giving you more and more of this content coming in two weeks but until that time you have a good one <laughs>